0: Welcome back to another episode of the Mac Show. I'm Dan. We have Hartley here as usual. Hartley, good to talk to you. This uh, is—we're actually recording this a little bit earlier than we usually do. I think we literally just spoke like two days ago, so we're doing another episode. Um, We're going to talk all about the new betas. So iOS 17, iPadOS 17, macOS 14, which is now Sonoma. We finally have a name for it. Uh, Are we going to talk about TVOS 17? maybe I we'll we talk a little bit about it. maybe we'll give it the apple uh keynote treatment and give it 30 seconds um yeah. but uh we're going to talk about those we are expecting beta 2 to come out this week uh, we are recording this a little bit earlier so if some things are out of date our apologies but i think the stuff that we're going to touch on are is going to be largely uh you know all the same and untouched i can't i can't imagine there's going to be huge changes to a lot of the core features that we're going to discuss but um yeah, we'll just jump right into it because this is going to be a longer episode. So no news this week, just because we have so much to get to. We touched on this briefly at our recap for WWDC, but we didn't get a chance to like dive in and like talk about our experience after using some of it. Again, keep in mind these are all betas, so you know it's pre-production software. But uh, let's start with iOS 17. Big update, in my opinion. I'm super happy with it. I think it actually runs really well too. Uh, there are a couple of you know some smaller issues. That uh, you know, it's a beta again. So, uh, but how are you enjoying iOS 17? I'm really enjoying it. Or are i are you I, not really, enjoying it?
1: <laughs> it's it seems like the smoothest first yeah. beta I have used probably ever. Actually, yeah. Um, it, even I mean, across the system, even watchOS 10, uh, iPad OS 17. The only one I'm not on is Sonoma. Um, but all of the others seem incredibly stable totally fine on sonoma
0: i have not used it as it's on my macbook pro but uh and i'm not using that computer on a regular basis but when i have i have i've completely forgotten that i'm on a beta there um it runs totally fine you know usually like some of the like the people that get worried about updating are those who like use for some reason final cut pro just never catches it's their own program and when, yeah. whenever there's a, a big release, it's like, I don't want to update because the, the program might not work really well, and I need that for my livelihood, but it seems fine. Um, but yeah, uh, they all there they all be. They all seem to be running uh, uh, pretty well. Um,
1: so what's your favorite feature so far that you've been really digging and getting into? Uh, well, I've been using standby mode every day. That's probably okay. my favorite because it's something completely new. Yeah, um, I've got a little Belkin uh, MagSafe charger that I keep on my desk. And now um, it's, it's allowed to take on this whole new functionality where I can choose um, two different widgets throughout the day. Um, I usually like to have uh, the time on one side and then a smart stack of, say, weather, calendar, and... Um, uh, I can't remember what else. Maybe I have reminders in there, but that one doesn't tend to come around that much. Um, And it's just so handy to be able to just glance down. Um, I find it really convenient. And it's brighter than I expected as well, because of course it's on charge on the MagSafe charger. Um, So it's able to be at pretty much full brightness.
0: So that's my my question. I've only tested and used it for when we shot the iOS 17 video. I don't have a good MagSafe charger at my house um, that would allow for me to turn the phone into uh landscape and then like my watch gets in the way. So
1: I haven't tested it at, at like night. Have you used it at night and is it too bright? Um I don't find it too bright. Uh, the other thing is you don't actually have to use a safe You can just use a lightning yeah. connector. If you use a yeah. lightning connector and then you turn your phone the other way around and you leave it still then standby mode should yeah. come uh come on. Overnight what it does um it does turn red the interface which is uh nice it's gentle on the eyes but what it does after a while is the display does turn off. So it isn't actually on disturbing you while you sleep. And then when you oh, move, move in the night, then it comes on, which is actually more handy than nightstand mode on the Apple Watch where you would kind of have to like tap your nightstand tap a little yeah. to get it. Um, so this is really nice because it's using, I assume, the, uh, the dot projector or the camera to be able to detect movement. And then uh, it's coming on based on that. But no, I don't find it too bright. Um, it's nice and gentle. Um, And there's lots of options as well, so you can really customize it to exactly what you want. Um, I I quite like the traditional clock that they've got. It seems really nicely designed, although it's not that legible, so I find I'm just going with the digital clock a lot of the time, because you can also get the weather on there, the date.
0: I wonder, I haven't tried this, maybe you have, and if not, if this is not what you can do, then hopefully they can do this in the future. But I wonder if there's a way to like schedule this out to work like during the day when you do this mode it has like your calendar which like m- more useful information and then at night it just turns into the clock can you do that
1: yeah that's how it works now oh okay you so at night choose- it knows automatically like not to show your other info well what it does it will show that information but what it does it learns which charger you're using so if you have a MagSafe charger on your desk and a MagSafe charger on your bedside, it will understand which is which and which um, smart stack or which page of standby view you're using at that particular MagSafe charger. So I did not know that. Does, yeah, and it's it's based on smart stacks. So <laughs> smart stacks can learn generally what you want at what time of day, um, and that's, that's how it does it. And it seems to work really well for me so far. Cool. It does kind of flicker on and off um, sometimes And the other thing that I would say that's worth highlighting about the feature, because I didn't notice this was there, but you get full screen notifications as well. So when it's on your desk and you get an email uh, email or a message, it comes up and takes up the entire um, iPhone screen when it's horizontal. And it's just really nicely animated. It's really clear. um, It looks a lot like the Apple Watch notifications, right? Yeah, but full screen. So it's it's really nice. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I need to use it more. It's just
0: one of those things where, like, I, I know you can use any charger and, like, stat, prop it up. But, like, I don't have anything to prop it up with. I just need to find the charger that, like, the one that I have is, I think it's an OtterBox one. that makes sense. Yeah, something like that. Where the watch is directly next to the the magsafe portion for your phone. So when you turn it, it like gets in the way of the Apple Watch and it knocks right. the Apple Watch off. And so I just need to find one of the other thousands of chargers that I have lying around in boxes somewhere. Um but yeah, that that's a really cool feature. I was like that was the one that got like a lot of rumors like the last week before I, um, WWDC. And I was just like, "Oh, that's interesting. I didn't hear about this at all for months and months that we've been talking about this and now all of a sudden It just drops. Hey, guys, just want to let you know that this episode of The Macromer Show is sponsored by Factor. I don't know about you, but summertime is an incredibly busy time of the year for my family and I. The kids always have something going on. There's sports and whatever the case may be. We're just always in a rush for meals. And so I'm just looking for something quick to make on a regular basis. And that's where Factor comes in. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, and it can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save tons of time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track reaching your goals. With Factor, you skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up as well, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality that you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, and then you just go back outside and soak up the warm weather. Seriously, they come in packages that you legitimately just toss in the microwave for like two minutes. Inside of our box was a few different meal choices, a bunch of different variety, and some smoothies, which I didn't know Factor did. And they are incredible. The meal that I just had recently was so good. It's the jalapeno cheddar chicken and spicy cauliflower rice. And honestly, I really wish that was the entire box full of Factor meals because I just wanted to eat that same one over and over again. It was so good. And uh, the strawberry banana smoothie is also one of my absolute favorites. This June, you can get Factor and enjoy eating well without any of the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, again, all ready in just two minutes with no prep or mess. So head over to factormeals.com MAC50 and use code MAC50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code MAC50 at factormeals.com MAC50 to get 50% off your first box. Speaking of something that just drops, uh, my favorite one, interactive widgets. Like, I mean, I've been clamoring for it for what, a couple of years now? And now we actually have interactive widgets. Uh, With that said, it's not particularly useful when there are not a lot of third-party apps uh, that are taking advantage of this right now. And that's strictly because it is a beta again. But um, yeah, I mean, interactive widgets, they're there, they
1: work. Uh have you been using them so far?
0: Yeah, I mean I've used the like I said, there's not a lot of apps that I like first party apps that I really was like, oh, this is super exciting for because I don't use Apple Music. I use Spotify so I would want that. Um I do use the home app. That's really the one. Like when Things Three would get it, that would be great. Uh yeah. for like reminders and stuff. You know, though it's it's a lot of like, okay. Here are the third-party apps that I use to replace the core apps. Now I just need you to get third-party or interactive widget functionality and it'll be a lot more useful. Uh, the home app's nice when you can
1: turn on things, turn them off. Um, and that actually does go hand-in-hand hand with standby mode because standby mode's widgets are the same widgets that you get on the lock screen. Yeah. So they're interactive in the same way. So if you have your, uh, your reminders list up in standby mode, you can just tick them off right then and there and they're there all the time. Have you tried the home stuff too? Uh, as a as a widget, no, I don't really. I'm not really that into interactive widgets. Um, No, I meant like, uh, is it
0: on standby? Is the home app on standby? Because that would be cool too. uh,
1: I don't remember if it was like when Um, you go
0: like put it on your you know at your nightstand. You want to turn your bedside light lamp off. That would be super useful. Maybe it'll come down the road if it's not available now. But um, yeah, that was a quick one. Interactive widgets. It's it does work well and it is across all platforms which is super nice so yes. and we'll get to a the mac os are. yeah we'll get to mac os getting widgets in a second
1: but uh what else are you really enjoying that you've used uh i've quite enjoyed offline maps it's been quite handy already um because over here signal is very patchy yeah. in places so just being able to download a huge map um, it, it also seems the file size seems really quite small, so you can download really a very large area, um, without uptake, taking too much storage space up. Um,
0: you could, so, that works with like, huge. not just maps of an area, but like if I had a route that I was going to be doing, like say I'm going on vacation and driving, could it just remember that entire route? Uh,
1: I be- they might've mentioned something about that but I, okay. I, that's, I haven't used that personally. All I've seen um, that I've used is where you can you can just pinch to zoom to create this square, um, and that is what you download off the map. But it's just a, you know, if it feels like something that should have been there a long time ago. Um,
0: didn't Google Maps easy. just get this? I swear when I was looking at this feature, I'm like, Did, didn't we not just talk about this? But it might have been Google Maps that just finally got it. Because um, I was like, I, su- I, I swear I saw something about offline maps being available and people were losing their minds, but... Now it's, now it's available on Apple Maps. So that's good.
1: And uh, the other one that I have used that's been quite useful is some of the changes to Reminders. Uh, okay. So I know you use Things 3 like I do, but Reminders yeah. has now got a little... It's got a little bit more like um, Trello, weirdly, and also, in a way, a little bit more like Things 3. So Go on. there's three big new features here. The first one uh, that is like Trello is you get a columns view of your tasks. So if you'd like to... Um, have this sort of Kanban layout where you can drag tasks across, um, you can now do that in Reminders, which I'm sure a lot of people will be really pleased with. Um, yeah. And the other one is Early Reminders. So this is how Apple is is wording it, but it effectively means that what you currently set as a date for a reminder is actually a deadline, and now you can have a start time or a start deadline so now you can remind me five minutes before or a day before the actual time of the reminder Um, and the last one is categories so this one is a little buggy um, but you can have dedicated grocery lists and it will sort them for you into categories the sorting does seem to be a little bit buggy so you i I put something in i think i put um uh something like eggs and it said it was seafood Um, so there's (laughs) there there are uh, still you didn't specify what kind of eggs I mean it could be seafood uh, depending on the eggs you got. I don't know. Um but it that also seems quite handy um to keep things organized. Um so yeah, that's, that's a pretty good update for reminders. It's not quite a task manager yet, like Things3, but yeah, uh, I like I really like to see these sort of changes. I don't know that
0: I even want it to get that far, but if it can get to like being a good yeah, I guess if it can get to that level where I can uh like start sorting out projects and different aspects of my life, like different areas, that would be kind of nice then I would just love to use that because it's just, you know, it's the ecosystem thing. It's just automatically going to be there. I don't have to worry about it. Um, You know what else is really cool? That I actually have had some, like, interesting use cases and interesting experiences because people don't know that this is a thing, and so they're very confused. But live voicemail, um, if you didn't know that this is a thing and and you call and you're starting to leave a message and then someone picks up in the middle of that message – that's not a new thing, by the way. For those of you who are listening and are not old enough to experience what a home phone is that has voicemail where you leave a message, people can pick up in the middle of that message. But we're so used to having you know, smartphones, and that was never a thing. You could never pick up in the middle of – like once you end the call and don't accept the thing, it just goes to voicemail, they leave you a message, you call them back. So this is kind of funny that we're going back in like time with tech – and bringing an old feature to a new device. And so I think this person definitely knew they were calling my 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 phone, my smartphone, because they've texted me before. And so it, they were leaving a message. I saw who it was. I answered in the middle of it, and they were very confused. They were like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I was leaving a message. How did you pick up the phone? And so it does work. It works really, really well. Um, and so I'm actually, like, pretty pumped about this feature because it's going to help wean out, like, You know, we already have a lot of good, useful spam things where you get, like, the in the States. I don't know how this is for you, but do you get a lot of, like, suspected spam filters and, like, tags for the names? Okay. So that's a good way to, like, not answer the phone. But sometimes, you know, doctor offices and, and, you know, maybe you dropped your car off somewhere and you don't remember what the number of that shop is. And they call you and you ignore, like me, numbers that are not in your phone well now when they start leaving you a message and you don't want to miss that call you can just pick it up and I don't know it's super useful it's like again it's such an easy concept that we've just neglected for years um in this whole smartphone era so have you tried it out
1: No I haven't I don't actually know if that's supported in the UK um, oh. but I haven't I haven't actually investigated that so maybe it's not it's not on my device I honestly oh no. don't know Um, has anyone called you but that's the other thing is phone calls are so few and far between these days from like people that actually leave messages in the last two weeks so yeah
0: um and that's the other thing is like i get so mad when people leave me a voicemail but now i'm like oh yeah leave me a voicemail i want to see this feature work uh so yeah it works pretty well um i have not had any issues it's also pretty cool because you do hear and i don't know if this is like I don't know how this works but I've noticed that when someone's starting to leave a voicemail it will leave a little like you'll hear a chime on your phone like a little noise even if you have the phone set in like silent there is a little notification that happens letting you know that this person's starting to like record their message which is kind of cool um otherwise if they don't it just hangs up nothing happens so yeah that's a that's a good feature good quality Yeah, that's yeah really the, nice. the, the whole quality of life like Quote that we heard these really are good quality of life improvements yep. like it really they really do help the overall experience and I know a lot of Android fans are probably like we've had these
1: for years but I don't know it's not the same <laughs> and another one that's quite similar to that is the messages redesign um, because although it's quite subtle I feel like it's really really uh, was really overdue with the keyboard um, so so with with getting rid of iMessage apps and putting them yeah. in instead behind a, a single uh, plus icon and then having this sort of really nice really clear visible list interface um, to scroll through what you want um, it's it's really nice to use it's so much cleaner and even the other changes in messages like um you now see if you have anyone on find my their location appears below their name while you're messaging them oh yeah so you can you yeah. get that contextual information which is so useful um just the tiny little uh, as you say quality of life changes. Because then you kind of know, like, I wish it would say,
0: like, you know, with my wife, Um, we she's really the only person I ever really look at the note, like, who my, find my, you know, I don't really care where everybody else is at. But for her, sometimes I do care because, it, you know, if I could see that it says, like, if you can add, like, a tag to where they're at, like, they're at home, it would be nice. Instead of saying the city, it would say they're at home because if they're still in the city, that
1: doesn't really help me know whether I can or not. Text. You can't? Yeah, you can change specific locations. You can add as many as you like. You do it in Find My. So you can designate never one foot at that. school, or see, whatever. Kids, um, see, kids the kids were all learning things at the same time. I didn't know. Um, so it's okay. yeah, that's really useful. Um, I that is think it does it useful. automatically if you add an address um for someone, like a home address, it, if they are at that address in Find My, it will then automatically come up as home. I think hold on um, hold on not,
0: we're going to do it we're going to go through this live on 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 the show here. Uh where do you go for that? Cuz I'm sure there's other people out there that's like I didn't know that. So I'm right, going into go I'm to, going into people I'm looking at yeah. her location and it currently says our city. So
1: I wanted okay, to say so that then, she's at home. What you do is you scroll down and then at the bottom it will have something like edit location name. Where okay, hold on. Oh oh
0: okay. Oh. oh my goodness this is incredible guys you know what this is where you, we uh, this is one of those tips that i'm gonna use for like like a tiktok or instagram reel these are one of those things yeah. you see where you're like <laughs> i didn't know that that was super useful because like who spends
1: time in the find my app
0: partly how often are you in this app that you knew this <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i think it. Does, I, I honestly think it does it automatically if you have a home address for someone or maybe no you've edited someone's location once it then uses the contact oh, card after oh that. no
0: oh no i want to change that name because right now it says she's at she's like Like, like, let's just say the address is one, two, three, four house lane or whatever. It says she's at one, two, three, six house lane. (laughs) So she's off by a couple. Oh, nope. Now she's at home. Okay, cool. Now I can, now I can add that. I didn't want it to be the correct uh, or the incorrect address. Yeah, that's weird because I have that listed as my address. You would think that it would be smart enough to pick up like, this is my like spouse. She's there all the time. She's, you know, well, same last name. I don't know. They would, like, offer that as a suggestion. So that's cool. Now let me check and see when you go into messages underneath there. It does not say home, though. Does it say that for you? Like, does it say the location? Yes, it does. It does.
1: Uh, Yeah, currently not saying that. Maybe, it, maybe it'll it's a take a little time to come through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really useful.
0: That is super useful. That is really cool. Then I can start adding, like, places that she normally goes to. And just it's not like a tracking thing it's just more of like you know i'm about to send a message to her and if i see that context yeah if i see that she's not home i I just won't bother her like you know it's one of those things um that is really cool i did not know that uh was there anything else to the messages oh okay hold on you were talking about the new like they hit all the apps which by the way huge huge improvement in my in my opinion just based off of the look It's so much less clutter Um, but what is with those icons that you get when you tap on the plus? Those are not icons. Yeah, that's fine, but where there's no continuity with them at all. Where have you ever seen the camera photos icon? That does not exist. Like at least make them the same as the entire system. That's that's maybe true, but...
1: That's a weird design thing, you know? Nice to see things that should be very identifiable. It's not like having... Uh, like Apple Watch style bubbles where everything just kind of looks the same. It's nice to have different shapes. I think it makes it easily recognizable when you want to quickly get to something um, in a message. So, yeah, I like them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a great like setup and how they organized it. I just thought the icons being different was weird because I've never seen those icons before for those specific. You know, You expect to see like the camera app that we've seen for years, the photos icon that we've seen. They just changed them all. So I was really confused.
1: Maybe one uh, reason for it is you're not actually getting that app. So when you select Photos, you're not actually getting the Photos app, so you shouldn't get the Photos app icon. Um, how does it work for, when you oh, get, now
0: I'm looking at it, how does it look for like the actual apps? Well, I guess you do get the other apps uh, icon.
1: They're old, they're, they're like a legacy thing at this point, so that's that's more understandable. But for the camera app, it does make sense to just get the big camera shutter button rather than the camera app, because you're not getting the camera app where you can select. Yeah, but you the photos, a-
0: the photos icon's not the same. And I know you're not getting the app. I get what you mean, but it was just funny that that was what I saw. And I'm like, Yeah, well, what is this? I've never seen these before. I actually kind of like them. I wouldn't even mind if they changed no. like the actual icons to those. I was just confused as to where those came from. Um, Let's see. What other features are... Oh, well, I mean, have you tried like name drop and contact posters i kind of put those two
1: together i've I tried contact posters uh, yeah. i've not tried name drop um, yeah me neither yeah, it's nice very similar to lock screen customization so for those who are
0: curious about what those are contact posters are basically like an entirely new like contact card so you can clean up the uh the look i, I really do like the look of the new like all the phone features the new phone like layout when you're calling people looks better Um, obviously when you get phone calls from people who have already used the beta so i have not seen this a lot but when you get a phone call from somebody who has set up their contact poster um, you're going to get a cooler looking like image and they can customize all of that Or can you customize it for them too or is it like if they make their own i don't
1: think so yeah it's like a it's almost like a social media thing
0: yeah it's kind of cool like you can basically so the other thing is, I'm guessing this works like if I called somebody that doesn't have my phone, that's still going to pop up for them, right? Like if they don't have my info? I assume so.
1: Uh, I don't know how it's being shared.
0: Yeah, because I'm curious about that because I've only tested it with Julie who works with us and I have her info in my phone. But like if I didn't have their info, is my face, like I put like a really big picture of Maybe my Maybe you just have to have head. that person added to contact. <laughs> I assume it's got to be something like that. Maybe, but that would actually be kind of useful if like it didn't do that. Cause then imagine yeah. like, like, hey, I'm calling this person, they don't know who I am, but then they see it and they're like, oh no, I do remember like meeting this person. I gave them my info. Now I can decide whether or not I want to actually answer this or not. Um so those are cool. Name drop is just a, a a good way to share that info. So if like you're out and about, you meet somebody, you want to share your number and info with them. It basically name like name drop. <laughs> That's the name of the, but it basically airdrops your info aka name drop. Uh and yeah, I have not tested that yet because there are not a lot of people out in the wild that I don't have their info that are using the beta. So that is that. Those are, you know, these are a little like UI changes that are really cool, but like probably not features you're going to use on a regular basis. Um I wish the journal app was available, but it is not. Maybe, you yeah, know I'm looking forward to that. That could be a beta thing, you know, maybe beta 2, again, we mentioned, uh, is... I think that's coming later this year,
1: so it won't be out with the first version. It'll probably be, like, iOS 17.1 or point two.
0: Is that what it was? I thought maybe it was supposed to be with beta 2, but maybe it was supposed to be with 17.1. Um,
1: yeah, well, it's something later this year, at least. They yeah. don't really use the language unless it's... It's like Freeform, where it came later.
0: Oh, your favorite things that you've been wanting. Uh, music updates. Yes. Have you been enjoying yes. those?
1: I have been very much enjoying the updates to music and to podcasts as well. Um, okay, They're all kind of in a, in a similar vein. I'm really happy with Crossfade. Uh, I will say it is a little bit broken in Beta 1, where if you try and turn it on in Beta 1, the settings app just crashes. So it does turn it on, but then it doesn't necessarily work consistently and you can't check whether it's enabled. But that, that aside, um, when it's working, it works Beautifully, I'm very happy with it. It's exactly what I wanted. Uh, it's just okay, so yeah. nice to have just a continuous stream of music. It's almost <laughs> like they made this update just for you. I know, I know. And uh, they they brought the consistent design of the music app to the podcast app. So now it all looks the same. We've got animated album artwork that takes up the whole display, if an album has it. And the same for podcasts as well, podcasts that support full screen artwork. Uh, this podcast, of course, does. Um, so that's a nice way to, to see how the new interface looks. Um, and yeah, I think it just looks great. Um, I'm really happy with... The, the, there's a lot of small design changes, like to now playing um, and just sort of changing the, the general aesthetic, like uh, say in the podcast app, the selector for the speed of the podcast. And everything is now this sort of translucent glass um, and a lot more sort of floating effects. But all the animations also just feel smoother. It really does feel like um, like they've really given it some work. Nothing is necessarily located in a different place, but everything just feels a little bit better balanced, a little yeah. bit fresher, a little bit more modern. So, yeah, I'm really happy with it. I'm going to
0: give you one more. Well, technically two more, but I'm lumping them together, and then we'll move on okay. to some of the other platforms. Unless you've got another one that you really are itching to talk about. I'll do two two little ones. Okay, okay. Let me give you my two little ones. One okay authentication codes coming from mail amazing because before that's like the best feature when you get an authentication code from you know sent to you via text and you can just auto fill that into whatever prompt you're you know in safari or apps or whatever the case may be now when you get an email with a notification code uh, or an authentication code it automatically fills and the fact that when you get those other ones it auto deletes that from your uh, messages which is amazing so just two again quality of life improvements cleaning things up making it easier for you in life when you're doing these dumb authentication it's not dumb you don't want your account to be hacked but you know it does get a little bit annoying after a few uh, a few times of logging into accounts on your phone so i like those what about you what was your other ones
1: uh i would say the change from uh hey siri to siri uh, because it just makes me feel less silly. I've always felt silly saying, hey, Siri. And now I don't feel quite so silly. And it makes me want to use Siri more. Um, because it feels like my my commands to Siri just feel so much more natural. Um, so but, I really like that.
0: But what about like, what about accidental, you know, everybody yells at me when I'm in a video and I say, hey, Siri. Uh, so I, oh, and she's going to wake up now. I just said it out loud. Uh, you're gonna hear the home pods go off in a minute. But um, you know, everybody gets really mad at me. Told you. There <laughs> I don't know if anybody heard that, but there she was. Uh it, it gets like it, it gets annoying for everybody yelling at me because I'm trying to talk about a feature in a video and people are like, Don't say the word. So now I'm like trying to think of, okay, when you say the the command, when you invoke the assistant, like I'm it, so now I've just okay, I've just decided not to say the words hey before it, but if I say the assistant name uh you know were usually okay but now i'm not going to be okay now i really just can't say the words at all
1: i'm just going to say apple's assistant but in day-to-day life it's it's way more useful i guess i don't use i, I don't just feel like it things, removes so. friction and it makes me want to use siri more because i just felt stupid when i had to when i had to say the full instruction it made me not want to use siri but now Hopefully, i do you think
0: you think google will follow that so i can
1: just be like google do this now please maybe <laughs> i don't know if it's if it's stranger with google because google is a ultimately it's like it's a company name it's a brand name so it's less like an assistant name so that yeah i don't know if it would fit quite so well
0: this episode of the mac Room show is sponsored by masterclass Some of you might not know this, but before I was making these videos and talking about Apple every day, I used to be in a band that did tons of shows around the country. I was playing guitar on a regular basis, but unfortunately, those days are pretty well behind me and my skills have diminished quite a bit. So I decided to brush up on my skills and try to learn some new ones along the way, and I did this all with the help of MasterClass. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. Annual memberships start at just $10 a month, and you get unlimited access to every instructor, thousands of online lessons, exclusive content, insights, and so much more. There are over 180 classes to pick from, everything from learning guitar with Tom Morello to cooking with Gordon Ramsay. Or, if you want to review tech and become a YouTuber like me, well, why not learn from the very best like Marques Brownlee, aka MKBHD? I'm also really into coffee, and I've been making better espresso and cappuccino drinks lately just Thanks to this incredible quick coffee class that taught me so much about different grinders and how to steam the milk properly for an amazing cappuccino. You can gain new skills in as little as 10 minutes, either on your phone, computer, tablet, smart TV, and even audio mode to listen on the go, which is one of my personal favorite ways of consuming this content in audio form in my car on the way to work. So how much would it cost to take one-on-one classes from the world's best? Well, with a masterclass annual membership, it would only cost you $10 a month. So, get unlimited access to every class. And right now, as a Mac Rumor Show listener, you can get 15% off when you go to masterclass.com/slash Mac. That's masterclass.com/slash Mac for 15% off an annual membership. Masterclass.com/slash Mac. Uh,
1: but anyway, the other one, my last one, would be uh, backlinks in notes. Um, or I suppose right. they're they bi-directional in a way because you could set them up from both from both notes. Um, so you can now link to other notes, which makes uh, Apple Notes a lot more of a serious competitor to things like uh, Obsidian and Bear and Notion and pretty much any other notes app craft. Um, because now you can create wikis in Apple Notes. Um, so that's really useful if you've got shared notes with uh, coworkers or you want to create your own database. Really, really How useful. Do you-
0: how do you add the notes again or the links again? I had to like look it up because it wasn't, it didn't feel intuitive like right off the bat. And I don't yeah, remember. It's not, now.
1: As, it's not as good as it is when you do like double square brackets in Obsidian. Or, or like um, a backslash
0: uh, or forward slash. Like that's how you do yeah, it in Notion for any command like I, that. I don't think there's a
1: command.
0: No, um, I think it's like I right think, click, right?
1: Yeah. So if you're on a mobile device, you just have to select the text um, and then you do add link, I think.
0: Oh, see, that's Uh, better. I've
1: only tested it in like actual
0: like desktop. I think that's why. So it's I'm just glad we've got it. If you right click, it's not even in. Yeah, there's not even like a ad link. What what is this? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But hey, you can do it. I just don't know how. Maybe you have to like highlight the tech. I don't know. Um, Or is it at the top?
1: You have to, I assume you have to highlight the text, but like, okay. So on on iPhone, I've got it here right here. I select the text, I d- I tap on the text, I do add link, and then it's asking me to type the name of a note title to search for, uh, and then I just be done.
0: It's Monday morning, okay? So I need a break on this one, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not on the beta on this machine, so it's not going to work. it's Not going to work, Dan. It's not going to work. Well,
1: that, that would explain it, wouldn't it?
0: So it's not. It's not notes. That's dumb. It's me. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's a good way to move on to the next. Uh, we'll spend a little bit of time on iPad OS 17, just because there's really not a whole lot of like separate features um but how are you digging some of the like specific features lock screen customers oh you know what the biggest one is adding widgets um how do you feel about the way you add widgets to your lock screen
1: uh i think it's fine i don't know i feel like they're too small the widgets yeah i don't like the
0: i don't like the Uh, way they're i wish you can like reposition them and not have them on that you can only have them on the sides right
1: uh, you can only have it along the left side, like a left column. side. Yeah. So, uh, if your if your iPad is in uh, uh, landscape, but personally, because this, I like standby mode, so I kind of want like standby mode, where it's a really big widget. Yeah. Because it just feels like that I'm not really looking at them. Although no. I don't think I'm a person that even really likes lock screen widgets on the iPhone, because I just feel like I, with the with the sort of tinted background, I feel like I just see past them. I don't look at them. Well. Y-
0: it's really really um like noticeable in terms of seeing past something so i guess they're not so noticeable uh on the ipad like i had to like mess around with wallpapers to get them to like pop more i just for some reason i feel like it blends in and it's really hard to read um so i mean a for effort there but maybe we can like make some adjustments uh it, it needs well, a little I- bit of I- improvements.
1: The, the change I'm more pleased with is just the fact that I can now like change the time. I can uh, have okay. the same control over wallpapers that I have on iPhone. It's just that consistency. I'm not someone that loves lock screen widgets, so that's probably not for me. Um, uh, the thing I have been using is Stage Manager, the Stage Manager improvements, which I think are really quite meaningful. Uh, they Apple barely touched on it, but Stage Manager is so much more usable on the iPad now because it behaves a lot more like the Mac. So the biggest changes are... Although the apps are still moving on rails, so there are preset sizes that the windows resize to when you when you drag them around, there's a lot more um, uh, increments on those rails. So it feels like you can make windows however large you like and put them wherever you like, which means you can do things like have four apps tiled um, uh, equally on the display, which you just couldn't do before because stage manager would decide that you wanted it a certain way in certain sizes. So Stage Manager feels a lot more useful. And if you Command-click an app in the dock, not Command-click, Shift-click, it will open it up in the same stage, which, again, feels a lot more like macOS. So everyone that's been wanting macOS to come to the iPad and was angry with Stage Manager for not feeling like the Mac, I mean, this is not macOS, but it's feeling a lot more like how macOS behaves with Windows.
0: Now, because I've said this a few times, I really had a hard time paying full attention to the keynote since I was trying to film like a bunch of short form videos uh did they even talk about stage manager at all in the keynote because i don't think that was they one did. Sentence. i was gonna say i feel like they didn't which is the reason why i have completely forgotten about testing stage manager in ipad os 17 so these are all this is news to me and now i'm like i gotta get over there and try it i have not had a chance to touch on like at all i've been trying other things and never turned stage manager on
1: It just feels more useful. It just feels a lot more natural um, compared to what we're used to. Um, uh, The other big one on the iPad, the other big feature is the health app. I don't know if you've had a chance to test that out.
0: Wait, hold on one sec. Is there a keyboard command to turn on stage manager yet? I don't think so, no. Come on, that's the thing we need. That is what we need. I want a keyboard command to be able to turn it on and off. I don't think it's. I mean, maybe there is, but I haven't. I haven't heard of it. I don't about. think there is. If there is, then I, I'm going to be mad that I didn't know about this. But um, I have tried Health. I like it. I'm bummed that Health didn't get redesigned for the iPhone, though.
1: You know, isn't that like something that we heard about? Yeah, that yeah, was one I, of the rumors that like was wrong. I would like to see something, particularly now we've got the display of the iPad, uh, a display of the iPad size, to take advantage of that and show me a little bit more. Uh, rich data because uh, mm-hmm. it still feels a little bit sparse to me but i'm just really happy to have it and you get all of the features so things like mood tracking which they actually i believe they showed it off for the uh, the apple watch that yeah. is right there on your ipad so all of these features uh, are there and you can use health apps on the ipad now so yeah uh, that is another one of those quality of life things where if you like uh, logging as much data as you possibly can in apple health which can be a little bit addictive once you start getting a one or two health kit devices um at least you've got somewhere else to see that data have you
0: tried external camera support is that one of those features that is uh not available yet
1: ipad os 17
0: is the least amount of time of the betas that i have spent on so it's I'm available
1: like... but okay it. okay yeah i haven't um, tried it either that's that's a, a that is useful because that means if you use your studio display Um, for FaceTime and you're using it uh, or even like just a video call, like a Zoom call um, with Stage Manager on uh, a studio display, you can now use the studio display's webcam, which seems like it should always have worked, but now you can do it. Or you can even plug in like a mirrorless camera to the iPad now and use that. So uh, say Mm. if I wanted to to do this podcast with a mirrorless camera and use my iPad, that's now a possibility in a way that it just wasn't before.
0: That's actually pretty useful. Um, yeah, I mean, there's really not a lot. I mean, there's the enhanced PDF support in Autofill. That is probably pretty useful for those who use a lot of PDFs and uh, on your iPad. But uh, that that's kind of it. Like, there's a lot of features that came to the iPad, but we already talked about them in iOS 17. So uh, those were just a lot of the, like, very specific features that come for iPadOS 17. Here's the 30 seconds for tvOS 17. How are you enjoying your new redesigned
1: control center? Are you are you loving it? I'm not loving it as much as I hoped I would. Oh no. I'll be honest. Because I don't like the way that switching users is now buried and requires more swipes. It's now the se- it's now a separate menu in control center, whereas before, of course, it was on the same control center card. Um hmm. but
0: that would be yeah, annoying if I my mean. family actually listened to me when I said, "Hey, I made you all profile so you can stop ruining mine. Go ahead and switch oh, to them." <laughs> and they don't do it, so it doesn't matter. I have so many kids. So do you just get programs. Blippi popping up in your in your oh oh do I get blippy popping up? Uh, well, now my kids <laughs> are starting to get. Well, I guess you now I still have a young son who's like one and a half, so he's he's more into Miss Rachel, but uh, which is like the female version of Blippy, but not as intense uh <laughs> and certainly not some of the other things but uh <laughs> well um <clears throat> so we have a lot of that and then like it's just any netflix content or disney plus content that they watch is just all kids that i get recommended <clears throat> at least they started using their own um profiles within those apps though finally which is good um but yeah i wish they would just use the the profiles for the actual apple tv so that a lot of the adult content that we watch uh doesn't get you know because my son's like what's this and there's just like shooting previews going on i'm like you don't need to see that like just move on you're in the wrong area and so like i don't know i just don't want them to see all that stuff but you know
1: it's not a forever i know we're not doing a wish list but it would be a useful feature um, if when you switch profile in any uh app that switches profiles across all apps including system-wide it seems like Apple should have an API available for that.
0: Yeah, you just got to be a better way to separate kids from the adult content and like just get them to focus in on their own stuff. And also, I'm, it's mostly just a like a pet peeve of mine to see things in Up Next that are not mine and like that. Just that's why I don't use it as much because it's it's I don't watch as much TV as they do when they're home during the summer and stuff. And so like all of the shows in Up Next is buried underneath the kids stuff. So I, I don't know. Those are just things that drive me insane. Um, You can FaceTime now on Apple TV. Have not personally tested that yet just because of, you know, just the logistics of getting people to
1: get on the betas and try it. But have you tried it yet or I'm guessing not? No, it doesn't support the first gen Apple TV 4K, which is what I have. It only supports the second and third gen. See, good to know. So Yeah, so you can't do that. You won't won't be able to (laughs) even see your your pass-through video on Apple Music Sing, which is one feature we've been waiting for. That you uh, that
0: doesn't sound like something I ever want to try out. But
1: <laughs> no, we need a video just
0: on that feature. Down. no thanks. Uh, you can put six apps per row. Uh, that's pretty cool, I guess. If you want bigger yeah. rows, <laughs> uh, so that's TVOS. Not a whole lot there. Oh, 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 no, no, we forgot about something. Find my for the remote. Oh yeah, you can't test that. yet, can you? I don't think so, but uh, it's there
1: yeah so. that's a pretty significant change
0: yeah uh which by the way sh- how annoying is that that that's probably been there this entire time and
1: we couldn't yeah. use it <laughs> like, well, it's like the temperature sensor in the home pod yeah Mini. it was no there and then they just switched on what like two years after it, it launched yeah.
0: they're like hey you don't have to buy anything you don't have to buy anything extra we're just gonna give this to you but it's like thanks but i could have done this earlier what the heck um all right let's jump to do you want to do watch os 10 or mac os sonoma sure. Oh, let's go for watch os okay well this is the biggest redesign but also doesn't feel like after you get it and you're starting to use it a lot does it not kind of feel like it's as big as we thought it was at least that's the way it was for me oh no i think it's huge yeah you think it's huge yeah, okay it. yeah. you're the one who loves it so go go for it i don't not like it yeah. i just
1: it, well it feels like it's touched every part of the the os Um, now you you scroll down on the watch face with the digital crown and it takes you to a row of stacked widgets that you choose what you want to have stacked there and they they dynamically reorganize based on what you want to see. So maybe weather and activity rings will surface at certain times of day or calendar events or if you've got timers, a bit like the old um, Siri watch face. And then when you continue to scroll down, you will eventually get to all of your apps which are now organized in rows um, which makes so much more sense. This is so much better than before. It's so much more recognizable. And now yeah. there's no there's no way to move horizontally across apps. You can only move vertically. And that's so much better for reorganizing them. It's so much better for navigating. Uh, and of course, you because that is now located below the watch face, and you, if you even if you scroll with your finger, that's what you'll get, uh, Control Center is now the side button. I'm still having, even after two weeks, muscle memory, I still keep yeah, swiping I... up. Yeah, me too. Uh, so that takes a little getting used to. But other than that, no, I, I love it. I was
0: just trying to see, because I'm still in list list view. I have not used the new uh, rows. So you like that
1: better than list? Yeah, it's because it, it's you can see so much more. And I feel like I can get to things so much more quickly. Yeah, um, It feels a lot more natural. I don't know why this wasn't always the case, because the previous problem with the Apple Watch's um, uh, app navigation was you never quite knew whether you were going left, right, up or down, or diagonally right. to find a specific app that you want. Whereas now, you know you've just got a list, you go up and down, and you can see, I think it's either three or four apps per row. So it's really clear. And even when you reorganize them on your iPhone, um, which I'm sure we've all done when we get fed up of reorganizing them on the Apple Watch, yeah. um, is so much easier. It's just so much easier. Because um, you're, only, you're only dealing with, effectively, a consecutive order of apps at this point. You're not dealing with any sort of awkward an- animations where apps are jumping where you don't want them to go. Um, so yeah, I really like that. And of course, all of the apps system-wide have got redesigns. That's what They've I was looking at. I'm just
0: consistent. going through some of these new ones here because just trying to refresh my memory. I The Activity one's the one I use the most and I, I love the way it looks. I don't know that I enjoy having to scroll up or swipe up more to get to some of the information like I want to see the steps and like that was usually just like a little bit of a swipe up and now it's like I gotta go through three different pages first because there's a basically a a page for each ring and then it gets to the other info and so I don't know just feels a little bit more (sighs) I don't know it's just a very small thing to gripe about like it's not a big deal and honestly the design is so much better that I I i don't know that i want to complain because i don't want it to change in terms of the design but i just want a faster way to get to some of the extra information
1: it's, it'd be useful if you could pin things like that as widgets mm-hmm. um yeah. things like steps um steps are underrated for uh or it seems to apple underrates yeah steps you can get third-party guess, apps that let you do that as widgets though i guess
0: yeah i don't know i um, try i try not to rely on third-party this-
1: apps you get this app redesign across all apps, this consistent UI. So the weather app gets it as well. And it's the one thing I'm not sure how I feel about it with watchOS 10 is the way that we've moved away from these black backgrounds for almost all apps toward full color backgrounds that are illuminated just like the iPhone. And obviously it makes sense in the sense that when the Apple Watch was introduced and it had those horrific bezels and those um, hard corners it would not have looked very nice if the screen was fully illuminated, whereas now the bezels are as thin as they are, and they're supposed to get thinner um, in years to come if rumors are to be believed. It does make sense, I suppose, that the weather app has an illuminated background that goes all the way to the edge of the display, but, I don't know, I just kind of liked the minimalism of when it was just a black background, so that's, I don't know if it's really a gripe, but
0: it's just a little thing. It's just little
1: things.
0: Again, these are all, I've been pleasantly surprised and very happy with all of the updates that have um, happened so far. So have you tried
1: any of the new watch faces? I haven't tried the new watch faces. Uh, I have tried one thing that I've really been enjoying using, which is uh, time in daylight, which syncs to the health app. So it uses the ambient light sensor.
0: Oh, I have not checked
1: that. Go on. Um, and it determines how long you have spent outside or if, I mean, I guess it also does it inside if you're in bright enough sunlight indoors through a window or something. Um, and that's just really useful. Um, and it links that also, if you're doing your mood if you're doing your mood tracking, it will work out if there's any correlation between your mood and how much daylight you're getting. And I really like all that sort of stuff. I'm into the mood tracking. Um,
0: I haven't tried so. those yet, but I want to, um,
1: where's this daylight stuff? is that at the uh yeah, you box. can add it as a favorite once you find it in uh, in health uh, and it just gives you a number of minutes for every day it's, it's but i like mental that
0: because... well-being how many minutes are you at i want to see where i where i stand today no it says the past 30 days on your
1: iphone okay the past 30 days oh no this might this might embarrass me but let's have a look uh I'm only getting an average. I'm not getting the past 30 days.
0: Hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm getting... It. Okay, what's your average? I just got an average, too. It's, like, changing a lot on me right now. Yeah, so my average
1: is 53 minutes. Okay, so I don't feel... Which is... It's not, it's not as much as it should be, but my point is, that's what, why I like should it. should it be? Mine's 66 minutes. Key. I feel like it should be over an hour. I mean, I don't know what it should be or, or, or what's too low, but obviously, I work from home, so I have to sure. make an effort to go outdoors. So I like the, I like the appeal. I know I can go on a long walk and log some more uh, time in daylight. It's just another thing in the health app that actually feels practically useful to me. I'm not interested in my, uh, like my cardio fitness. Like I'm not going to check that every day, but I would check my, my time in daylight. I almost wish yeah. I could get like a, like a ring to fill up for that sort of thing. I, I really like that.
0: That would be cool. That I am like one of those people that gets uh, incredibly motivated by ring filling up. (laughs) Like, I don't know why, but it really does work for me. Uh, water is like for the hydrate app for the water bottles. Uh, that's been like something that I've, I just have on, on my home screen. And every time I look at it, I'm like, Oh, gotta drink some water. I'm behind. And like, I don't know what it is, but it really does work for me. So I feel like the more you can fill up these things that are important for your life, that like is super helpful. Um, yeah, I have not really, uh, I think that's kind of it i mean there's a, it's a lot of stuff but like there's not a lot of like individual things to talk about it's mostly just design changes and and things that are you know located in different areas the buttons are, are still gonna mess me up a little bit with control center but uh you'll get used to it so yeah still no changes to the action button i don't think here on uh watch os 10. But that's okay maybe it'll come down the road uh, then the last one is mac os sonoma uh did you say you haven't had a chance to use it as much
1: that's the one i'm too afraid to use because i'm so reliant on mac os day to day that i dare not go yeah. on the beta for that
0: honestly it's, it's really not bad um i don't know what happens if you want to down like go
1: down do you have to like completely erase your entire mac uh, I'm not sure. I know they've made downgrading easier on the iPhone and the iPad, but I don't know if it's any different on.
0: But someone Mac. told me that if you down, if you go down on, on on your iPhone, it has to do a wipe, right? That can't be true.
1: I I'm not sure. I think it's easier now to downgrade, but I have not done it, so I'm not for that yeah. intimately.
0: Actually, it might really be true. I think you, the only way you just like restore is if you save your iCloud backup. So. I don't know. I don't know how it is to go down and Mac OS Sonoma, if it's going to erase it or not, but it is easier to do. So you could try it. And in theory, be able to go back pretty quickly. It's all done the same way now with those, uh, uh, beta profiles in your, um, settings there. But, uh, yeah, I have not tried the specific screensavers, but I do really enjoy the new lock screen, like how it does kind of like flow in. So when you type in your password or do touch ID or whatever, it like, flows into your wallpaper which is kind of cool um you can place widgets anywhere which is nice so that was kind of a random thing we didn't even talk about that at all with like rumors leading up to it and then apple was just like oh hey you know interactive widgets we're going to talk about that for three seconds they're interactive on your mac and we're like wait a minute what you can have interactive widgets and widgets on your mac
1: you just and you can have widgets from your iphone on your mac
0: yeah isn't that crazy so like these are like we're getting we're getting closer to universal notifications. By the way, I feel like that's one <laughs> step in the right direction. We didn't get that though, so there's a huge bummer there. But um, yeah, this is another one where I haven't made a video on it yet, so I haven't tried a lot of the key marquee, like a lot of the marquee features. Um, but I have just been kind of using it as like a day to day thing whenever I pull out my MacBook, and it does work really really well. Um, the Safari web apps is super helpful. Because there's a lot of things like now I can have a proper, like when I go to YouTube, I click on a bookmark that takes me to my subscriptions. I can make that a web app now and have that in my dock. And it's super fast and it works perfectly. It looks clean. It gives you this new interface. I really enjoy that. Um, I have not tried video call reactions and presenter overlays, but that sounds really, really cool.
1: Have you tried that's it? Available. Oh, you that's see, a, I haven't tried it no. but that's, a, that's another one that's across all of the OSs as well. Um, so... Yeah, these gestures something. will be available on everything.
0: I need to try I need to remember during FaceTime calls to like go into the effects mode and try that out. I just always forget.
1: I don't even think you need to go into effects mode. I think it's just hand gestures that trigger it. Well,
0: how often are you doing When you're holding yeah. your iPhone, this is impossible. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, that's why you need your, your MagSafe. Um uh, Yeah. Mount.
0: Which by the way, that was the thing I wanted to talk about at TVOS and I didn't get a chance to mention that. Like I was confused because I again, don't recall the keynote very well but i'm like how did they do that when they were showing the so they just used that belkin mount right or was this a specifically different belkin mount it was like i think it's the same one that you use for larger monitors or they just had a mount there that resembled that on the like on the entertainment center and they like hooked it up so uh you know i'm sure there's going to be some accessories coming for that but yeah um it's a weird update but it's a good one still what feature caught your yeah. attention
1: uh, got my attention? I don't know if there's anything major in Mac OS Sonoma that I'm particularly excited for, um, but I suppose the widgets are useful, particularly the way that they uh, they kind of fade into the background when you open something up, because yeah. that would be my concern um, about it being too busy. But I actually feel like I might, the, the one device where I actually might get into widgets would be macOS OS uh, when I've got, lots of screen space and i can actually take advantage of choosing what i want to put in different places i'd quite like to have a note i don't know if it'll be possible with interactive widgets but to have a note that i can type in in apple notes and pin that to the desktop kind of like i know sticky.
0: there's a notes widget i just don't know if it is interactive in that regard so that is a good idea though like make a better sticky note and not like the actual sticky note application which yeah are you surprised that that still exists yeah yeah it's it's like one of those apps that has just been around for forever and it has not changed at all, and if it did, no one knows because we don't talk about it, but it's just there and like just I like the idea of a sticky note, but make it a real like note in the notes app
1: yeah, and I, I would need it to sync to, to be useful, so that's yeah. why I'd like that kind of thing available yeah um, I like to jot things down throughout the day, so that would be really handy. Um, do you
0: use a third party password manager?
1: I do not.
0: So you rely you? strictly on I do, but I'm thinking I shouldn't, but the only reason why I do is because I test a lot of Android phones, and so I, I want something that works across really? all ecosystems, but like I just want to go I just want to be able to use one because everything else I use in my life is all apple related, and like I feel like the Apple like password manager that they are making is getting pretty feature rich and really good
1: well now of course, you can create groups of passwords and you yeah, can share is- those.
0: Which is why I was bringing that up because that's like, that was highlighted in the Mac OS Sonoma, like part of the keynote was password and passkey sharing. Um, And the whole, like, they really touched on this in the same regard was like enhanced private browsing and all of those features. So I didn't know if you, if you use that exclusively or if you use another like one password or something. Um... Yeah, I mean, is Mac OS Sonoma is really a lot like the other ones, where they got a lot of the same features,
1: uh, yeah. and just added across. But I feel like they will they will be very pleasing to do a small number of people. Which is, if you like, uh, if you've always wanted, sc- you know, interactive screensavers, animated screensavers, a bit like the Apple TV, and you've wanted to, and you've always used maybe third party apps for that, you'll be happy. If you love widgets and want to put widgets on your desktop which you used to um then it's going to be great for you and uh if you do a lot of video calls through facetime and you can actually use those presenter overlays um and you use them for work then that is going to be a bit of a game changer for you and obviously mac gaming as well because that was a big emphasis and it will need to be seen how much this porting toolkit that they're releasing to bring games over from other platforms will actually be used but yeah that's what i was finally getting there with mac gaming
0: that's what I was going to say. Let's close on the gaming aspect because that's a thing that, like, I didn't really think about, but now that I'm, like, starting to read more about what the new game mode can do and also just the porting kit, like, this could be huge. This could actually lead to a ton of, like, good games coming to the Mac and, like, being playable because a lot of people's, you know, issues is, well, I don't think the machines are necessarily an issue anymore. We know they're powerful enough to be able to, to do some pretty competitive gaming, but, like, just the developers aren't making the games for it. And now if they can easily port the games, do you see this as like Apple potentially taking over and like are gaming PCs no longer going to be the the cream of the crop and now people are buying Mac Pros and Mac Studios for gaming? Or, or am I, I getting too crazy here?
1: The one missing piece is it needs... Uh, an application that can rival something like steam where you have a library of games because no one wants to just go on the mac app store and spend 50 or 60 dollars on a game and then just have it in their applications folder and also in launchpad just there you need some some platform where you can message you have links to having some sort of gamer profile well couldn't steam just just make that happen yeah, I mean Steam could, but I feel like yeah. for Apple to really take the space, they need to really they basically need to take Game Center for Mac and actually make it a serious standalone application where you yeah. can buy uh AAA games, games. specifically. Yeah, you got you fold Apple Arcade into there and you fold in some sort of social element to it. Um, even if that does just link you out to iMessage or links you out to making FaceTime audio calls, but some sort of central place because it doesn't—it just feels a little bit too disconnected as it stands. But yeah, I mean, it's also going to be good for putting things on Steam. I'm just saying, from Apple's perspective, they need to provide their own offering. I feel like to make it more compelling, and maybe that isn't that far away now because gaming is clearly increasingly a focus.
0: Yeah, which is strange because I've always just thought like, if Apple wanted to be the 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 top like go to company for gaming, like how Windows PCs are, and like they could do it, just just do it. Like they could easily do it. They just don't. They never have, and they didn't really care. And now all of a sudden, it's like, oh, gaming, Gaming's a big deal now. And it's like, well, what took you so long? Why are you just now
1: like starting well, to? Invest- it Is it because of the now. silicon? Yeah, Apple silicon to support it now. Which you know, I I I understand why years ago they didn't want you trying to run intensive games on like an intel macbook air when it would just i mean it just wouldn't it just wouldn't do it
0: well no but i feel like when the mac pro came out that was a good time to be like hey (laughs) you can add you know a crazy gpu
1: about like the entry-level machines they don't want the optics of oh macs are bad at gaming because the you know all but the top two macs that are intel based can't game so I feel like we needed to get to Apple Silicon for that to become a focus again.
0: And that's a really good point because what did what was the machine that they used to demo when they were talking about the new game modes and everything? It was like a MacBook Air. Yeah. So I mean, they're like, hey, you can play this crazy game at you know good specs, and it's a MacBook Air. So game mode, by the way, if you don't know, it um, basically gives games like the top priority on your CPU and GPU. So. Um, Like, anything else that you might have running in the background just basically – it's like when your router has, like, a focus mode for, like, hey, I want this device to get all of the data and, like, the other ones are getting very minimal. Like, it's the same thing. You're just telling your Mac, like, this game is important. I don't care about any background tasks. Uh, Manage it in that way. And then there's, like – I guess it helps reduce the latency with wireless accessories and, like, your AirPods and stuff. I don't know how true that is. That is going to be a video that I want to put out, like, super – super soon just when we get more games i feel like because it's kind of hard to jump into one game and be like yeah this feels great so yeah yeah that's that's it i mean that's that's the that's the betas and hopefully this week we'll have some updates beta 2s for all of the all of the platforms and maybe there'll be some you know features that didn't quite get announced or i'm sorry features that didn't quite get the release you know even though they were mentioned that they're going to happen or maybe some brand new ones come in who knows but um yeah i would love to hear from everybody if you're watching this on youtube comment what your favorite feature is on the new platforms uh if you're listening uh in your car or wherever that might be do not do not do this while you're driving but you know find a safe safe space to let us know tweet at us all of that and um yeah we'll catch everybody in the next episode